What is the trick on this? You throw underhanded? No. Oh, the, uh, overhanded. It's then. an overhand throw. The trick is to keep your arm extended, and that way you break the microphone. You know, you keep your arm extended and uh, put only one revolution on the uh, once around, once around uh, on the way. But uh, that's indefinite. Rest in peace, Ed Ames. An anthology about the bad, the short-lived, and the forgotten shows and events in television history. This is It Was a Thing on TV. Punisher, control! Hey, before I change my mind! I give you Super Train! Episode 386, submission number 934, The Big Showdown. The Big Showdown aired on ABC Daytime weekdays from December 23rd, 1974 to July 4th, 1975 for 140 episodes. And it's the second episode that we've covered on this podcast. That premiered on December 23rd, 1974. The other being, of course, The Money Maze, episode 63. But it is the 10th entry we've covered from 1974. And do you want to know what one of the other ones is from 1974, guys? The Hudson Brothers Razzle Dazzle Show. And that 140 episodes is, believe it or not, 124 more episodes than the Hudson Brothers Residential Show and Uncle Crocs Block. 124! Well, you know, Uncle Crocs Block and Hudson Brothers Residential Show were weekly shows, and this was a daily show. Your new 
few people would applaud a lynching. <laughs> we have one fast chorus of Amazing Grace. And welcome to the big showdown. <laughs> and that was the big showdown, as a matter of fact. <laughs> he fell down. <laughs> Jim Pack fell down the stairs. <laughs> At this point, I'd like to remind everybody that that sort of comparison was wrong then, and it's wrong now. Yes, but it was so hilarious that he fell down the stairs. Oh, yeah, that was hella funny. Well, it's Lost Game Show time again, folks. Because we have a show that's from the 70s, and we all know what happened in the 70s especially around 1974-1975. You get at most 26 weeks, then we wipe all of your tapes. This show, however, would involve a couple of legends and a legend just starting out. The legend behind the big showdown were Don Lip and Ron Greenberg, who came together and produced a pilot called Showdown, which, if memory serves, was like the show that ultimately went to air on ABC. The first part of the game involved a little bit of strategy and a whole lot of trivia, with an end game that involved a whole lot of dice, if you can believe it. The legend in the making, on the other hand, was... A man by the name of Jim Peck, who at this point was working mostly on radio, mostly in his home state of Wisconsin. By this point, he would have moved to Washington, D.C. to host the talk show Take It From Here for WRC-TV. For three years, he would host that show. Ron Greenberg was developing Showdown for ABC. He saw Jim Peck's work and hired him to host the pilot. ABC didn't pick up that show, but in 1974, Greenberg did not give up. He taped the second pilot, and the show is titled The Big Showdown. ABC ended up picking up the series and running it for 28 weeks. It would be Jim Peck's first national televised hosting gig is first of many lip and greenberg also chose a man by the name of dan daniel to be the announcer of the big showdown and dan daniel by this time would be a dj on whn because this show taped at new york city ABC Television Center on West 58th Street, if I'm not mistaken. So, how do you play The Big Showdown? The Big Showdown is played in three rounds. Round one, titled The Big Showdown, you have three contestants, including one returning champion, who are playing a game of trivia with six categories represented by six sides of a giant dice board, and a payoff point in which somebody would win 
money, and end the showdown. Before each round begins, Jim announces a payoff point selected at random, but always increasing as the game goes on. And every time the payoff point was hit, Jim would award the player an amount of money to be determined by a random number generator on his podium, which ranged from $25 to $500. It was $25, 50 7500 or $500. He would then begin each round with a toss-up question worth one point. The person who answered that question correctly gets control of the board. They could pick any one of the six categories for one through six points. Like there's one category worth one point, another category worth two, all the way up to six. There is a couple of stipulations here. At no point can anyone answer a question whose point total would put them over the payoff point. They would be locked out of the question. So there would be moments when somebody could ask for a question and that person who asked for that question is usually the only one who could answer it. Like, say, Greg, Mike, and I were playing the big showdown. Greg has seven points. Mike has seven points. I have six points. The payoff is 10. And I ask for a four-point question on the Los Angeles Lakers in 2023. Okay, I'm going to jump in right there just because your hypothetical is incorrect. The reason I say it's incorrect, the payoff points, it was always going up by seven and then eight. Back to seven, then eight. So it it went from seven to 15 to 22, to 30, to 37, 45, so on and so forth. There there is no 10. It's always 7 and then 8, and then 7, then 8, 7, 8, so on and so forth. Okay, so in this hypothetical that I completely made up, you, Mike, and Greg are three points away from the payoff point. I am four points away from the payoff point. I ask for a four-point question. You two cannot answer it. So there's a little bit of strategy. After the payoff point is reached, we play another round with a new payoff point. And this continues until there are 90 seconds left in the round, at which point every time the payoff point is hit, it is worth $100. We are not playing to the most money. We are playing to the two people with the highest point totals. Those two go on to the next round while the third player leaves with whatever money they may have won in the big showdown. And, of course, lovely parting. Because everybody keeps the money they won in this show. The second round is called the final showdown. It's played similarly to the big showdown, only there is one payoff point, and that is to seven, and there are three questions worth one, two, 
score three points. The player leading at the end of the big showdown gets control of the board. However, if there is a tie, they settle it with a one-point tiebreaker. First one to get to seven goes to the table to play for up to $10,000, which in 1974 was a lot of money. If both players miss a question, there is a one-point toss-up similar to how each showdown in the big showdown is played. Everybody kept the money that they won. But then we go to the bonus round. The champion of the day gets one roll of the showdown dice. If they roll showdown in that one roll, they win $10,000. And it should be noted showing down to replace the sixes on the dice. Correct. Now, if they don't roll showdown, whatever they do roll is still important because that becomes the payoff. And any time within the next 30 seconds of rolls, they reach the payoff, they win another $250 and an extra five seconds of rolling time to roll showdown at the end of the initial 30 should be noted that show and down are each worth zero in that case. So you have a minimum of one for the payoff and a maximum of 10. But every time you roll your payoff, you get $250 and an extra five seconds of rolling time. You keep whatever money you earn at the showdown table. But if you do roll showdown, you get $5,000 and you retire as champion. Otherwise, you stay on the show until you've earned $20,000, which was a lot of money in 1975. And that's the show, basically. Am I missing anything, guys? No, you're not missing anything. Okay. Show ran for 140 episodes. However... All 140 episode masters were wiped by the network as was the practice at the time. Two episodes do exist on trading circuits. The pilot, the second pilot, titled Showdown, and the March 23rd, 1975 show where Jim takes his famous tumble that you heard at the top of the show. But I should note, the champion of that one episode of the big showdown, the one surviving episode, Andy Aaron, actually won a quarter of a million dollars on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in 2000. I thought that name sounded familiar. Yes, he appeared on the December 12th and 13th 2000 episodes of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And actually, fandom actually has his $250,000 question. Do you want me to read this to you? Yes. Okay, yes. Canonized by Pope Paul VI, who became the first U.S.-born saint? Edith Stein, Maria Goretti, Elizabeth Ann Seton, or Catherine Drexel? 
Oh my gosh, that's not my forte. Not mine. This is a really hard ass question. It is a $250,000 question. I will say that. And once upon a time, I would have known the answer, but I can't remember that particular episode. Okay, well, it's Elizabeth and Seton or Seton. That was, in... the, that was the inkling I was going toward. I have no idea who any of those people are, so. Like, Drexel's the one they named Drexel University for, if I'm not mistaken. Yes! Yes, the uh, university in Philadelphia. And that's who I would have picked for that very reason, because of Drexel University. I would have picked Elizabeth Ann Seton for Seton Hall. That's probably damn. Why did I say Seton? Jeez. The other two, I have no freaking clue who they are. Well, he used the fifty-fifty and it left C and D, so that's probably why. And yeah, that's who Seton Hall is named after, Elizabeth Ann Seton. So, I'm sure P.J. Carlissimo in 1989 made her proud. Anyway, both of the episodes that are available on the trading circuit have since been uploaded to YouTube. The other 139 episodes are considered lost media. But literally, the only lasting legacy of this show was the one episode that survived. There was more than that out there. Not video, but a lot of the big showdowns props have appeared recently. Do tell. I believe Bob Bowden owns a pair of showdown dice. I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Uh, another pair of showdown dice appeared on eBay, I want to say about five years ago. It must have been 2018-ish. And those are in some collector's hands. And actually, the Prop dice, not really prop dice, but the logo, the flat from the open, those dice, those are in the hands of a private collector. Those were sold on eBay too. So the dice exist, the logo from the open, that exists. Unfortunately, only the pilot and the one episode exist as far as we know. And the rest are probably, as you inferred to, Probably somewhere in the East River. Sleeping with the fishes. Or buried next to Jimmy Hoffa at Giant Stadium. No, MetLife Stadium. Remember they tore Giant Stadium oh, down like 13 right. years right. ago. Giant Stadium's a parking lot now. I keep forgetting that. Oh, yeah. And I think they uncovered, like, there's nothing there. So if they did find Jimmy Hoffa's corpse, they moved it underneath MetLife Stadium. Now we talked about Dan Daniel, and we talked about Jim Peck, but there's one person that we haven't talked about, and that would be our dice lady, a lady by the name of Heather Cunningham, who, this would actually be her lasting credit on IMDb. She was on one episode in 1978 of As the World Turns, and one episode in 1985 of something called Barringers, featuring Jonelle Allen, Laurel Ashton, Claudia Christian, Jeff Conaway. Is this a Babylon 5 spinoff? Jeff Conaway and Claudia Christian. 
It also featured Art Hindle, who was on the pilot of Tucker's Witch, Leslie Hope from 24, Ben Murphy from God Knows How Many Future Entries, Jack Scalia, and Richard Richard Sanders. Richard Sanders! I may have to research this show for a future entry, Behringers, because now I'm genuinely curious. Well, it has Leslie Hope on it, so it must be good. And Cesar Romero, the TV Joker. Oh, that's right. It did have the Joker. Oh, no. Now that you say that. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no. <laughs> don't. No, Greg. Don't. No. Don't no. do it, Greg. Do not do it. I'm well, not well, going to I, I don't think. I, well, hold on. I don't think Chico knows what I'm even referring to. I have an idea, but tell me. Greg? If you've listened to Gilbert Godfrey's... Oh, no, he's going to go there! No. You know! You know! You know! Let's just say you might never look at oranges the same way again. Or tangerines. Something in that family. I like oranges. Who leave oranges alone? Mike has his head down with his hands on his head like, Oh, why? No, no, I, I, I. Part of me wants to say it. Part of me wants to keep Chico hanging. Okay, I'm ripping the bandaid off. Don't okay. do me like this, Mike. No, Chico, you don't deserve it to be uh, just uh, teased along like this. So, supposedly, and this comes from, uh, among other people, Brad Garrett, who heard it from, I want to say it was, uh, uh, the the, the uh, dad on uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, Peter Boyle. Yeah, I think it was Peter Boyle who passed this on to to Brad Garrett. So uh, Caesar Romero, well, first and foremost, he is of the homosexual persuasion. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Maybe it was back in like the '60s uh, and '70s when uh, he was doing the Joker and and had a lot of fame. But apparently his big uh, sexual turn-on was he'd drop trow, go totally naked from the waist down, or at least the waist down, maybe uh, fully naked, and guys, gay guys, would throw tangerine or orange wedges at his bare ass. That was his turn-on. Whatever turns you on, man. It ain't me, it's not Greg, it's not you. This is Cesar Romero. He had uh, naked gay boys much younger than him throwing tangerine orange wedges right into his uh, hoo-ha. <laughs> okay, there is one more piece of ephemera. Why are you trying to skip over the obvious? We need to talk about the aim. I mean, there had to be like some bonus points if you shot it right in the... Just get it right up there and and... and what and like a on, carnival? Chico, please, please move Hold on. on. Wait, wait. Like a carnival game? Yeah. I mean, it's it's sort of like you know, toss that ball into the uh, the big basket or whatnot. Throw the, the orange wedges into. What, 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 and yeah, the trick is you need to toss that little uh, wiffle ball. You need to like put a little backspin on it so it it bounces and stays in the bucket. Maybe you gotta put a little backspin on the orange wedges and just fling it right in there. Just. Give it a little twist. Can we please 
talk about something else. I'm trying to bring up the ephemera left behind by the big showdown. And y'all want to talk about people throwing oranges at Cesar Romero. What is the big showdown? Just trying to fling the orange wedges right in his old butt crack or something. This is what happens when we only have one episode. You want to talk about filler? No, I don't. We already talked about where the oranges go. No, we don't need to talk about filler in that regard. No. Okay, ephemera, ephemera, ephemera. Yeah, so another lasting bit of ephemera left behind by this show. An enterprising sort has made a flash version of the big showdown bonus round. It is still playable so far as I... It's loud as hell, but it's still playable. Jeez! Okay, so I'm going to play this game right now. So I get one roll of the showdown dice. I get one roll for 10,000 fake dollars. Okay. I was saying, can you share screen? No, no. Show us. Show us the the screen share. Hold on. Let me do the screen share. Well, actually, okay, there you go. There it is. There it is. I wish he would have actually had the screen share before he rolled, but he did it. I am many things, but the one thing I am not is a liar. No, go share your screen again. Share your screen again. I'm going to share my screen again. All right. All right. I'm going to share my screen again. And there it is. Okay. Hold on. We see it. All right. All right. All right. Now do it a second time. Roll. Okay, you want me to do it again? Yeah, do it again. You're not going to do it again. You're not going to do it again. Am I? Um, I I could do it again. No, you're not going to do it again, though. Just roll. Okay, I'm going to roll. Okay, here we go. go. Damn, 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 damn. Got a payoff of one this time. So I have 30 seconds now to roll ones for 250 per. So here we go. Hey, there's a one. Oh darn! I thought me and Greg were gonna just sit here for thirty seconds talking about the weather in in New York or something. Yeah, how's the uh, the Mets doing? This is what happens when there's oh. only one episode of something, oh, they, guys. They oh, just a, another one. There's another yeah. one. They just started, by the way, in Colorado. By the way, they're in uh, Coors Field tonight. The Mets. Okay, so I rolled a one twice. So now I get 10 seconds to roll showdown. Now, anytime I roll a pay point, that's no longer in play. Pay point is no longer in play. So this is strictly to roll showdown. And... my ears. Oh, no, you lost. I lost. Well, hold on. I posted the link in the chat. So why don't we all get at least one try to do this? So. Okay. All right. But if I have to share my screen, you two have to share your screens. Well, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Because unlike you, I'm not going to pretend, oh, I got $10,000 and be like, oh, you imply that I'm a dirty ass cheater. Because I'm not. No, that's right. We wanted you to share beforehand so we could see it live. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. 
My exactly. Well, uh, well, why didn't you just? Oh, 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 while throwing the game way down in audacity when we put the final cut in. But okay, here we go. I'm gonna roll. Even that's loud. Oh my oh. gosh. Oh boy. Oh, your point's one as well. You're boned. <laughs> well, we're boned. How the hell do I mute this browser? You're not I muting! <laughs> Oh, hold on a second. How about I not share sound? That will work. Yeah, oh, that's a good be, idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. In okay. retrospect, that's pretty smart. It would have been. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, the point is one. You have 30 seconds to roll once. There's one. Okay. Uh, $500. Oh, there's a second one. Okay. Oh, yay! 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 Good job! Left. Good job! Snap it! Snap it to make sure I got it. There it is. You've been snapped. All right. Now, oh my god, that's great. Okay, now it's my turn. Oh. I'm oh. not gonna share sound because good. Because oh. my cares. Greg Dieter making the mistake, so you don't have to. All right, hold on. <laughs> Now, now you get to hear how loud this is. No, we we heard how we loud. We all it heard was. how loud it was. Oh, good. All right, we're, we're okay. Not sharing sound. Good. Okay, there we go. Look how beautiful that is. All right, let's click that. Oh, jeez, now it's loud on my end. No. Oh, jeez. Damn it. It's you muted for you guys, game? but it's not muted for me. Damn. No, I don't even have the earphones near me, and I can hear it clear as a bell. What the hell? <laughs> All right, there we go. So this was a game, nephew. Oh, nine! A oh, nine! Oh. All right, here we go. Rolling as hard as I can. Ah! Yes. But Mike, I got two hundred and fifty more dollars than you. I got you both beat. That's true, so. you did. You actually did. <laughs> okay, hold on. Okay, okay. 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 Damn, that's loud. Damn! So yeah, that's a warning for all of you listeners. If you find this, turn it down. Mute it. It's way too loud. So in our little experiment, I rolled the show down the fastest. But Greg won the most money by $250. And I rolled Showdown on my first try. Alle no, no, allegedly. Uh, right, right, you allegedly. Saw, you saw the clip. No, we saw a screen that said you did it. 
but we don't know if you truly did it. But I lie. There was also a commercial promoting the big showdown on ABC from the Scott Vincent archive on YouTube. Because this episode is way too short for a commercial break, here's the clip of the big showdown. For one point, fashion. For two points, the Old West. And for three points, anatomy. There's a lot of money at stake. These three players will compete in a classic battle of knowledge and strategy. And one of them will have a chance to win a top prize of $10,000. The Big Showdown with your host, Jim Peck. A game of wits and chance to set your blood racing every weekday. The Big Showdown. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it for the show or pretty much it for the Big Showdown? That's pretty much it for the big showdown. That's all the promo you get. Oh, okay. Because I do actually have one more thing to add. Thanks to Chat GPT. No, it's not a sea shanty. No, it's not a limerick. No, we're going this week with an elegy. I told Chat GPT to write an elegy to Jim Peck after falling down the stairs on the big showdown. Please, let's take this seriously. This is a very serious moment here, okay? No laughing, no humor. This is an elegy. Respect people. In solemn tones we gather today to bid farewell to a soul astray. A man of charm who graced the stage, Jim Peck, now lost in memory's haze. On the big showdown's fateful day, the staircase claimed its harrowing prey. With each step of misfortune untold, a stumble that shook the brave and bold. Oh, Jim Peck, your spirit once soared, your laughter and wit forever adored. You navigated the game with finesse, a master conductor in showbiz's excess. But fate's cruel hand, it took its toll, and down the stairs your destiny unrolled. A moment frozen in time's cruel embrace, as we witnessed your fall with heavy trace. Yet in that stumble, a glimpse so pure, a lesson in grace to endure. For you rose with a smile undeterred, turning mishap into laughter's word. Your legacy etched in the big showdown's realm, an emblem of resilience at its helm. Though you've left this stage, we'll never forget the moments you shared, the laughter you met. So let us remember you, Jim Peck, in our hearts, your presence, an eternal trek. May your spirit find solace beyond the veil as we bid farewell in this heartfelt elegy's trail. That's about as great as the time I asked ChatGBT to write a sea shanty about the time Aaron Rodgers got COVID. Which we don't talk about, by the way. I will also add this. I did ask ChatGPT to do a uh, obituary for Jim Peck after dying from his big fall on that episode of The Big Showdown. (laughs) Except Except I thought that was a little too cruel. But I will share this. It lists Jim Peck's birthday as 1952. So according to ChatGPT, Jim Peck hosted the big showdown when he was 22 years old. Well, it was his first national TV gig, remember. But he wasn't 22 is the point. He was not born in 1952. He was born in 1939. There you go. There's your closure. Yeah, and that's enough closure for me on this show. I mean, the big showdown 
It was a thrilling show. It had trivia. It had luck. It had wits and wagers before wits and wagers was even a thing. But because of network practices, wait a minute, hold up, stop it. We forgot one thing. We forgot to look at the schedule. Oh, yeah, the schedule. Well, we already mentioned it premiered the same day as the Money Maze. Yeah, that didn't last the hope either. So, like the commercial said, the big showdown aired at 2.30, 1.30 Central Time on ABC. On the other two networks, we had The Edge of Night on CBS. And on NBC, we had The Doctors. Well, that was a soap, The Doctors. Yes, the soap opera, not the talk show. Hey, guys, what aired on CBS at 2.30 in 1974? The Edge of Night talked about this. That's right. Stay tuned for Edge of Night. Next over most of these CBS stations. Which you wouldn't have said because before that was the guiding light, which didn't have you as an announcer, you old coot. Well, I wish that it would have had me as an announcer on the guiding light. Well, actually, Price is Right aired after uh, Edge of Night, so your show followed it, Johnny. That's right, it did. And then Match Game 75 followed it. Oh, there's another one of your shows. And then they would move Match Game to 3 o'clock, followed by Tattletales, and they would move the prices right to 10.30. Hey, Greg, do we still have any Fudgy the Whale left in the freezer? Yeah, Johnny. Just go over there. Please. Oh, there's ice cream cake left over from your birthday? Yeah, there's still some ice cream cake left over. Oh, sweet. So as I was saying, the big showdown had everything. Thrills, wits, wagers, and a very strategic bit of game show for 30 minutes of your afternoon. But because of the network standards and practices at that time, we'll give you 28 weeks and then everybody will forget you. The big showdown became a big thing on TV. Well, you can roll the dice to your heart's content over at ItWasAThingOnTV.com where we have all of our previous entries, all of our previous episodes, all of our mini-sodes, live watches, instant reactions. And coming up later this week, we have another live watch because, Greg, you and I are about to partake in the end of an era. Yeah, the era which we didn't know was an era. And the beginning of everything else. Yeah, it is. The beginning of everything else. The perfect way to kick off your summer. Yeah. But before that, don't forget, we are on all major podcast outlets. Remember, like and subscribe, rate, review, five stars only because positive vibes only. And if you are following us on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like smash the notification bell so you can stay up to date with all of our future entries, including what we have in store for Thursday's show, 
which is a bit celebratory in nature because there's an animated sequel coming out and it is the bee's knees, if I may say so. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I had some edible promotions at a certain fast food establishment promoting this movie. I'm just looking forward to a previous entry and his giant robot. Oh, yeah. That would be fantastic if we see it in this movie. It will be, dare I say, it will be amazing. Yes, it will be. But you know what? You'll find out more about that in our next episode of It Was a Thing on TV. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you with that episode on Thursday. Rawr! Okay, so I have read it up, uh, the Snopes group, all right? And somebody asked here, this is a quote from uh, the Santo Padre Chronicle in 2014. Comedian Gilbert Gottfried alleges that Cesar Romero used to get buck naked and ask stagehands on the set of Batman to throw orange wedges into his gaping anus, sort of like a dart game, but the darts were orange wedges, and the target was Romero's own asshole. And there is a response to this. I was a stagehand, and I can confirm that this is a baseless suggestion. The darts were tangerine segments. It was a thing on TV's Believe It or Not. And I hope that everything in your whole life hits the bullseye. Oh,